On today's episode of Inside the Nest, we're joined by Assistant AD for Sports Performance and Director of Strength and Conditioning for our football program, Jim Caritzi. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Despite coronavirus slowing many things down over the past few months, Coach Caritzi wasn't slowed down one bit. He, along with the rest of his strength staff, had to think of ways to keep our athletes not only in shape, but engaged mentally, and as we find out, with their heart as well. He gives us great insight into what those months looked like, as well as the return of the football team throughout the summer and what they're leading up to here this week. It's Inside the Nest with Kennesaw State's Assistant AD for Sports Performance, Jim Caritzi. Coach Gritzi, thank you for joining us on Inside the Nest. I know we find you as the calendar starts to speed up a little bit for football, anticipating some more changes with the team and some more involvement as we approach the 2020 season. Uh, we'll start right now. Where are we at with the team? What are we looking forward to? What are we wrapping up? Well, we're, we're training. We're getting ready to play business as usual. So um, it obviously was unique. Um, you know, our football program ever since the beginning has had full on summer activity with the full roster, um, which is I'm not going to tell you that it's it, that it's rare at the FCS level, but we're definitely at the, the upper end of what we're able to do from a strength and conditioning standpoint um, here at Kennesaw State with our guys. Um, and that obviously was taken away from us a little bit. Uh, but we started on June 15th with with volunteers workouts with anybody who was local or who could be local um, training business as usual so the first week we had like 12 kids by the second week we had I think 35 which was the kids who were moving back to get into their off-campus apartments um, or, or just getting some things settled getting there with all their medical paperwork their COVID tests done and so we had a pretty good thing going from June 15th until July 1st on July 1st or July 3rd I can't remember exactly what day it was uh, we had the rest of our football team show back show up uh, get moved to the dorms uh, and get started training uh, and on July 6th after all the medical stuff was done we were guns a blazing with I'd say 90% of our roster um, we did have things that the kids needed to do on their own which typically we do here on campus from a from a medical standpoint um, and we needed everybody to have a COVID test uh, in order to come back to campus so that slowed some things down and we didn't have 100% um, but we had a lot of guys going so by by July 6th we were handling this thing like we would have trained in 2017, 2018, 2019, or, or hopefully 2021, right? Um, but we are here. We, we, we're training in small groups, uh, and we're just training five days a week, maximizing everything that we can do. Overall, what's the mentality of the team right now? How excited are guys to be around their teammates once again and looking forward to this season? 
I mean, they're fired up. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. You know, obviously, there's an uncertainty right now. There are question marks that we've never had in our careers um, that we're dealing with. Uh, and I'm sure that impacts some people's psyches more than others. But we talk about it every day that we're training to play a game on September 5th. You know, whether that game on September 5th happens, we're ready to play on September 12th. If that game doesn't happen on September 12th, we're ready for the following Saturday. Um, but we want to be war ready, you know. And you talk about the, the elite special forces of our of our armed services, and they're ready to fight on, a, on the drop of a dime. You know, they get a phone call and they deploy and they go do their thing. And that's what we're training to be. Uh, so whenever we're ready to get back to work, we will be ready to get back to work from a football standpoint because of the work that we're doing. Uh, the challenge was, is like, all right, we know we usually have, you know, a full eight weeks to get ready. And, and uh, that's been condensed. Um, and we've had to do some things at some different rates with different kids to try to get them sped up. Or we have guys who are well on their way to being fully ready, um, you know, ready to rock on, let's say, on July 15th. And they're training next to a kid who just got there on July 3rd. And we've had to make sure that we've held people back appropriately and push other people ahead appropriately to make sure that we're being safe with our kids, knowing that they had a real difficult time training when they were at home. Um, but our goal is to train business as usual with the mentality of effort, attitude, and toughness uh, and be as war ready as possible uh, come game day. You mentioned earlier uh, switching things up. They're working out in smaller groups than they have in the past. Can you elaborate on that and whether safety protocols are taking place right now in the weight room to keep our team safe? Yes, absolutely. So number one, everybody who came back on campus needed to present a, a negative COVID test that was administered seven days prior to their arrival. So if they took a COVID test, you know, on June 1st, that was no longer um, applicable for June 15th. They needed to be within seven days of their arrival on campus. Uh, so that gave us a, a pretty clean slate uh, in order to make sure that the kids that were on campus with us were training um, and they were healthy. Uh, typically, we train our athletes in groups of 30 to 60, and uh, that there are various reasons to train in smaller or bigger groups. Uh, and we love having the, that, that large group environment. There's a tremendous amount of energy, uh, and that's infectious. You know, that's contagious, and that, and that really can drive an environment. Um, well, we're down to one to a rack and no shared equipment, right? And so that's in our football weight room is 15 people at a time. And, uh, and so that really changes the feel, but you know, it, it also allows us to have some laser focus on, on, on correcting individual issues. So we want to look at everything as an opportunity as, as opposed to a challenge. And so even though we've lost the ability to create this dynamic environment with a lot of kids working around each other and supporting each other and being loud and all this stuff, uh, we're able to be more precise. You know, we're using a scalpel instead of a hammer. Um, we'll be able to keep things really on track and, and really, really, um, as I use the word precise, uh, uh, and it's made us better. To be honest, I've learned a tremendous amount. We will definitely take elements of this summer and apply it post-COVID because I think there are times of the year and there are, are even times of the week where this is more applicable than large group training. Um, so it's, we've definitely learned from this and we've gotten a lot better. But instead of having two, maximum three groups a day, now we're training six groups a day uh, with a tremendous amount of cleaning that goes on in between every group. So our weight room is set up in a way where 
uh, every rack is self-sustainable, which means as a bar, 500 pounds of plates, a pull-up bar, their own set of dumbbells, their own bench. Uh, and so when you get to home base, you don't leave home base. Um, you get there, you do all the work, you warm up on your platform, you do all your barbell work, dumbbell work. There's no spotting. There's no there's no anything outside of extreme safety circumstances. Uh, coaches are coaching with masks. Uh, and then everything gets cleaned. Everything gets scrubbed. We, we manage it. We, we monitor it. Uh, we teach it. We coach it. The kids take pride in taking care of their responsibility. Uh, and then they're out of here, and the next group rolls in 15 minutes later. Uh, and so that is something that has to happen. And, and to, to reverse a little bit, to rewind, it starts with temperature screens every day and a wellness check. So a wellness check is 10 questions of symptoms. And if they check that they have any of those symptoms, they're not allowed to train that day. Uh, and if their temperature is one, over 100.3, they're not allowed to train that day. So if we see a sniffle, we send them to the trainers. We keep them away from each other um, to make sure that those guys are cleared to be able to be safe when they come back and they don't they don't put anybody else at risk. So it's definitely a different environment. The small group training is different, uh, making sure the kids are safe and healthy. Although that's never something that we've we we've always been worried about health and safety. It's just taking a whole new level of focus and intentional uh, action to, to make sure we're doing things the right way. Uh, so we're cleaning more, we're temp screening, we're, we're, we're symptom screening, uh, small groups, all that stuff's changed and we're getting better because of it. In what ways have you seen members of the team hold other teammates accountable, whether it's something that's going on in the weight room or you hear talk of how they go about their business and treat each, treat each other outside of the weight room to make sure everyone's making smart decisions in their life? Well, I can't tell you what the kids are doing when they're away from the weight room. Uh, we educate the best we can, uh, and we make sure that they're staying around the people that they live with. So the groups that they are training in are based on roommate situations uh, from a contact tracing standpoint. So we're, we're just encouraging these kids to be to stick to what I call pods, right? You're with your pod, the kids that you live with and the kids that you train with. And we want to stay away from others as much as possible. We don't want to bring people into our pod that are going to, that could potentially infect us and slow us down. And, and honestly, I've seen our kids live by that. I can't promise you that, that they're doing that when they go home. But, um, you know, I do think that our kids want to play ball. Uh, and so they're making decisions based on that. I can't speak specifically, though. We'd like to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. I'd also like to give a special thank you to our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person, every time. It's Inside the Nest with Coach Caritzi, the Director of Strength and Conditioning for KSU Football. I want to go back to the beginning of the pandemic when uh, we were putting out some great at-home workout videos from you once a week. How did you come up with creating workouts for our players when they were quarantined at home and not everyone had uh, the proper equipment at their own house? Proper equipment? How about any equipment? You know? <laughs> any equipment, excuse me. Yeah, let's be specific with that. <laughs> it was a challenge that 
the whole country had to face together. And so the strength industry is largely on social media. So we all collaborate, you know, directly and indirectly and learn from each other and say, hey, these guys are doing this cool stuff or I've seen these people do these cool things. And we and we've been able to you, you take ideas from other schools and other coaches in your network and outside your network to try to find ways to, to maximize engagement. So we had uh, we have an app called Team Builder and we were able to post the work through Team Builder and our kids could record their workouts and we could monitor it. Uh, you know, it was non-mandatory. So it wasn't that there was an accountability standpoint, but we could create competition within each other's results. So hmm. we just tried to get as creative as we could. Like when you're doing push-ups, you can do push-ups for as many as you can, or you can do sets and reps, or you can do it for times, uh, or you can do it slow on the way down, or you could pause at the bottom and you find different ways to stimulate the body that engages the mind. Uh, and then you create leaderboards and you promote those leaderboards within your program with other kids so they can get competitive from afar. Um, and so you just find your, you, you find yourself thinking outside the box and think about, Hey, if I was 19 years old, would I want to do this for more than a week? The answer is probably no. So like, can we come up with a new thing the next week, a new thing the next week, even if it's just a two degree pivot, like what can we do to try to maximize engagement with our guys uh, and keeping things on the, on the front burner, not on the front, on the back burner um, to keeping them, keeping their bodies sharp. Uh, and some kids do a better job than others. Um, but I think our, our coaches, my staff, I think they did a good job in engaging not just the football team, but all of our athletes at Kennesaw uh, and keeping kids, keeping kids rocking. But what you, what, what it, what this thing has taught us is that a, you have to think outside the box and you have to be constantly curious as to how to find ways to maximize the engagement of the hearts and minds of our student athletes, hearts and minds. You know, it's not just push-ups, sit-ups and bodyweight squats. It's, you know, how can we motivate with, with small lessons? How can we use quotes? Um, how can we set up our days differently to stimulate our mind? Uh, those are all things that we had to think about daily and, and, and that fed weekly and monthly. And that thing went on for a while. Uh, and, and so those are the things that we had to do. And, and there wasn't a right or wrong answer. And we, there were things that we did well and things that we did poorly. Um, but we knew that if we didn't put our best foot forward, our kids were going to suffer because as a, as a result of it. So, you know, we went out there and we did our very, very best. And I think our kids did a good job. Two part question here. Unrelated one, were there any consistent names amongst those leaderboards that you said when you rotated the activities every week or two weeks and two with trying to inspire our student athletes you gave me already a couple of quotes that i'm going to take away from this were there any quotes or messages that you found that resonated very strongly amongst the whole team yeah there's a quote that i've thrown around to our team um uh, and, and I've said this to multiple teams. I'm, I'm looking in the book to make sure I don't do it, that I do it justice. Uh, and this is a, a President Teddy Roosevelt uh, quote. It says, there has never yet been a man in our history who has led a life of ease whose name is worth remembering. I'll read that again. There has never yet been a man in our history who has led a life of ease whose name is worth remembering. Uh, and so when you're dealing with a, a global pandemic and it keeps you inside uh, and it stops you from doing the things that are normal, it's very, very easy to just log into Call of Duty and play video games all day and eat, eat Cheetos and, and kind of be irresponsible and just find the easiest path. And so we wanted to encourage our kids to seek challenge uh, and, and look at, at challenge as an opportunity and not a setback and to find ways to, to stimulate their mind and body and soul to, to be the best that they can be um and unfortunately it uh, largely it 
it, it, it was on them. You know, we could do the very best that we could. And I know that our football coaches did a phenomenal job with engaging our kids and keeping them focused on academics, keeping them focused on learning as many fundamentals and skills and schemes as you could through Zoom messages and meetings. Uh, and, and then we did the best we could through Team Builder. But we needed to encourage them that they needed to be the ones that were driving their own personal growth. And if they didn't make those decisions on their own, they weren't going to maximize who they were going to become. Uh, and so that was a quote that we leave on and we really talked about um, because you know if they if they wanted things to be easy god that could have been easy you know um, and at no other time in, in their careers as athletes would they have so much unsupervised time to, to make bad decisions uh, and so we need to encourage them to seek the hard way and seek the the, the, the road less traveled uh, in order to become the best that they could be as we anticipate the start of camp and practices over the next few weeks, does any part or the focus of strength and conditioning shift a little bit more? Is there more focus on conditioning or is it still kind of the similar buildup as we've been doing? Well, the, the, what we really want from our athletes is to be what we call fit, fast and tough. So fitness is, is in the forefront of what we do as Kennesaw State football players because we're such a, a run program. And I'm not just talking about the triple option. I'm talking about our, our, our team plays fast and physical and, and we, we pride ourselves with speed and, and toughness, which comes from what we do on the grass, not so much in the weight room. Um, so we're definitely got to work on baseline levels of fitness so we can go out and be effective for a 14, 18, 21, 24 period practice. So conditioning is absolutely the priority. However, you make yourself very susceptible to injury when you aren't strong. So we can't just neglect the weight room and say, hey, we're going to run more than we lift right now. We can't do that. We have to make sure that we bring them in the weight room. we got to make them resilient to injury. we got to make them strong so they can have you know, impact with other people and, and not get injured. Uh, so we have to make sure that we're doing the stuff in the weight room to get them able to handle the stresses of practice just as we have to get ourselves fit so we can handle a long practice and a, and a strenuous practice the way that we do things. Um, so we really have to keep a great balance in what we're doing. But the, the, the real challenge of the summer is dealing with kids who have been here since June 15th. Then you got kids who got here on July 5th. And then you got kids who showed up on July 19th. How can we keep them progressing at different rates while they train next to each other? That's the great challenge that my staff and I have. And I'll be honest, I've been very, very pleased with our student athletes ability to focus on what they're supposed to do. So literally we're out there bench pressing. I say, all right, here, listen to me. You guys who have been here since the beginning, you have five sets of three down and up normal. All right. You guys who got here in early July, you got, you got a pause at the bottom and you guys who just got here, you got four seconds on the way down. All right. Everything's on the whistle. Everybody's got five sets. You got to know if, what tempo you're doing. You got to know how many reps you got. And this is what's going to happen. If you got questions, talk to your coach, look at your team builder, see where we're at. Uh, but let's be rocking and rolling. And I know what you need to be doing so make sure you're making good decisions and then i walk around the room and i see what's going on and i see kids doing the right thing so that means our kids are locked in and doing what they're told to do and they're trusting the process which is huge but the big challenge is like hey how do you handle a kid who just got here versus a kid who's just about ready for a regular who's gone through mostly a regular summer that's mm -hmm. the big challenge uh and we and, and i look forward to i look forward to that challenge it's new it's an opportunity for me to think outside the box and my and, and to manage my staff to make sure that, that we're focusing on different things and and getting kids
kids as ready as possible because um, it has to be different because it's not the same, right? So we got to make sure that we're doing things the right way and, and managing things uh, to the best of our ability. Coach, I want to leave off with this. Your life is more than being the assistant AD for sports performance at Kennesaw State. You and your wife welcomed uh, a fabulous addition in yeah. March at the start of this pandemic. What's life been like for you going through coronavirus as a father? Well, my, my baby girl, Adeline, or Addie, she's the best. And uh, what a life change that is, perspective shift for sure. Um, and as you and I talked about briefly before we logged on, um, I don't wish coronavirus, COVID-19 on anybody, anything, anytime, ever, 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 ever again. But there are very few people who work you know, in the coaching industry who get three months to be at home with their newborn child. So, you know, we shut down on a Friday and the following Wednesday, my daughter was born. And so I was working my butt off, but I was working remotely and I was able to be home with my wife and with my baby girl. We were able to go through that process and experience together and learn a ton and, and love that little one and, and, and start our family together. And that's, that's a, that's a blessing. You know, that's something that, that I, I I'm very grateful for. Um, and even now we're working a ton, but our hours are shifted in a way that we have a lot of control of because typically our kids have class, they have internships. Well, they don't have that right now. So I'm able to manage my day where our, where my wife and I can continue to learn to be parents and, and serve my our, our baby girl the best way possible. Um, you know, I'm still here, you know, a lot of hours, but I'm able to control it a little bit differently so I can learn to be a dad as well. Um, so uh, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, all the things that come with being a new parent, the stereotypes are true. Uh, it, it's definitely different. The perspective change is real. Um, but I've had some things that COVID have given me that I'm very grateful for. Uh, and, and moving into post-COVID will be another learning experience, but I'm looking forward to doing that so we can get back to norm and the rest of the world. But being a dad, I mean, it's the best thing that, that that's happened. And, uh, you know, it's I'm grateful to have a healthy family, a healthy baby, healthy, healthy wife, and uh, and still be able to do what I love on a daily basis. Is she going to be the first baby that's able to do a crunch or a push-up before she's able to walk? I mean, she might be. I had her going it, you know, as soon as probably too soon. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you know, we were doing Addie sit-ups when we were sitting on the couch. Um, yeah, you know, as soon as she could barely hold her head at all. Um, you know, that's obviously something that I, I do every day. I'm around weight room terminology. So I bring weight room terminology to baby terminology. And that's just that's what's happening in my house. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We're excited to hear this update on the Owls and how hard they're working in the weight room. We look forward to seeing you and KSU on the field here soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate, I appreciate the time. I'm glad to be here. So as you can see, Coach Caritzi and his staff are doing everything they can to have this football team war ready for when the 2020 season kicks off. And I also find it interesting for all the adaptations that the staff has had to do to ensure safety protocols in the weight room as to what carries over post-corona that he talked about and how that might change where we can blend what's been done in the past, what's been done here this summer, and make it even better come 2021, hopefully. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm Nolan Alexander. Hope you enjoyed Inside the Nest. Please, if you did enjoy it, rate it, like it, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It's released each and every week covering the 1KS community. Until next time, go Owls.